In this episode of TechSess, I'll be talking about how to troubleshoot common IT problems. But first up, I just want to tell you a little bit about the IT services buyer's guide that we have. This is a free document on our website. You don't have to enter any information to get access to it. You just need to head over to www.m3networks.co.uk forward slash buyer's guide and you'll be able to click the link and get the download. And this is going to give you loads of information to help you understand the questions that you need to ask any potential IT partner in your business or indeed just go back and ask these questions to your existing IT company and then you can help find out whether you're being served correctly and whether there's any gaps in the IT support services that you are being offered. Now, let's get back to the episode. If you're not very technical, troubleshooting an IT problem can be a really daunting task. It's kind of like opening the bonnet of your car if you're not very mechanically minded. But it doesn't have to be. And by following a few simple steps that I'm going to share with you, you can start to identify and fix common problems by yourself. But before you do that, I want you to try this one simple trick. Turn it off and on again. Or if you want to make it sound slightly techier, we can call it forcing an unexpected reboot of the system. Now, I know it's a total cliche. And for any fans of the IT crowd, you'll remember back to the scene where he says, have you tried turning it off and on again? And I know Neil's going to insert that clip from the IT crowd right here. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? (laughs) But it actually works more often than you think. So before you start tearing your hair out, just give it a try. But what if that doesn't work? So the first step is to identify the problem. What is not working? What error messages are you getting? Now, of course, this seems really obvious. Here's the thing about IT troubleshooting. You can literally spend five hours trying to identify the problem and then it only takes five seconds to apply the actual fix because it might be a tick box or changing some parameter or something and clicking a save button, it can solve your problem. So once you know what the problem is, it's much easier to start to narrow down the possible cause. Now, one of the common issues that I have seen, not only with computer users, but also with IT technicians that are new to the industry is that they often jump straight to the most technical solution that they can think of. They don't follow a logical step-by-step problem-solving process and it's having that natural problem-solving logical brain that actually makes someone ideal for working in tech support. So how do I do this? To give you a little glimpse into my brain for a second, the first thing I would do is actually just spend a few minutes thinking about it starting with the most basic thing you can think of. And if you think something's too basic, then you're wrong. Because at least 80% of IT issues are really, really simple. People just think that because it's technology, it must be really complicated, right? So that's why you need to start with the basics. And to give you a quick example of why you must start with the basics, I remember years and years ago, we had a customer that called in, and this is back when I was working on the help desk and I was dealing with these technical things. We had a customer called in saying that the printer wasn't working. So I connected remotely to the user's computer and I couldn't see the printer connected to the network. It was a network printer, the printer wasn't there. So I asked the customer if the printer was turned on and they said, of course it's turned on. We never turn the printer off. 
I said, well, we can't see it in the network. So it's either got no power or it's not got a network connection. So I insisted that they actually walk across the office and check that the printer was turned on. So after a few mutterings, they got up and headed over to the printer. Now, even before they got back to their desk, I noticed that the printer had now appeared on the network and I could communicate with it. When the user came back on the phone, they were a wee bit embarrassed to admit that the printer was indeed turned off. In fact, not only was it turned off, but actually unplugged from the wall. Then they said that they suspected that the office cleaner, who was in the evening before, must have unplugged the printer to use the Hoover and then forgotten to plug it back in. So the lesson learned from this story is to always, always, always start with the absolute basics, as simple as it may seem. Because no one wants to look like an idiot, especially when you're on the phone to your IT provider and you discover that the thing is just not plugged in. Now, most IT issues can be split into three main areas. Now, most IT issues can be split into three main areas. You're either going to have a hardware problem, which could be anything from a faulty cable to a failed hard drive, a software problem, which could be a bug in a program or an incompatible driver, or it could be a network problem. And this could be a problem just with your actual internet connection being down or with your router or your Wi-Fi. And then there's a fourth problem that we in the industry like to call PICNIC, which stands for Problem in Chair, Not in Computer, which is way more difficult to solve and not something I can help with on a podcast. These are problems where there's no technical issue. It's simply due to a user either not being very computer literate or just needing some IT training. I hope no one gets offended by that. So once you've identified the possible cause of a problem, you can start to test different solutions. For example, if you think the problem is, is a hardware problem, you can try restarting your computer, like I've already talked about, or unplugging and plugging a cable back in. If you think the problem is a software problem, you can start by updating drivers or uninstalling and reinstalling the program. Of course, if you have an outsourced IT company, you should always contact them to report issues. But I would still highly recommend checking the basic things that I've just talked about first. Because when you call up your IT company, they're probably going to get you to check these basic things anyway. So you might as well cut out that whole conversation about have you turned it off and on again? Have you checked the printer's plugged in? Have you checked that the cleaner didn't leave it unplugged from last night, right? So you might as well have those things already checked out so you can actually get straight to the actual problem, which helps your IT company, but also helps you to get your problem fixed faster because that's ultimately what you want, right? Even with a highly responsive IT company like us here at M3 Networks, it's way quicker to just do some of these things I've talked about. Give your computer a reboot and see if that resolves the issue before raising a ticket. Because the chances are we're just going to want you to reboot it anyway to see if that fixes the problem. Because remember what I said, always start with the basics. Your IT company really comes into their own when a simple reboot doesn't fix the issue or the issue turns out to be more complex, like a networking problem or a server problem. That's what they are there for, to provide the expert technical support for those bigger problems or things that you are unable to do yourself, such as resetting the password for a login to a system, for example. Now, there are several reasons why you or any other user in your business should report issues to the IT support company instead of trying to fix the issue for themselves. 
Firstly, IT support professionals have the knowledge and experience to fix the problem quickly and efficiently. They have access to specialised tools and resources that can help them to diagnose and resolve issues that may be beyond the skills of a typical computer user. And trying to fix the problem yourself can actually often make the problem worse. This is especially true if you change system settings or files without any knowledge of what you're doing, which means that the original problem that you had has now changed and it can actually make it much harder for your IT company to diagnose the original problem. And thirdly, reporting IT issues to your IT company can help them to prevent future problems. When IT support professionals are aware of problems, they can take steps to prevent them from happening again. Now, I've also got some tips for you on what to do when you are reporting issues to your IT support company. Be as specific as possible about the problem. What is the error message you're seeing? What were you doing when the problem occurred? One of the things our support tool does is that it allows the users that we support to quickly grab a screenshot of their screen so they can let us see what they see at the point an error occurred on the screen. It's super helpful and can be done in one click of the mouse. The thing I would emphasize on this point is that there is no such thing as providing too much detail. Sometimes users will omit to say things to us that might have actually provided a big clue as to actually what the problem is. So provide as much information as possible. And that also goes for providing as much information as possible about your actual computer system, such as what operating system you're using, what software is installed. Now, you might not know what operating system you use, or you might know that I'm using Windows 10 or Windows 11, but specifically the build number of that operating system. You might not even know how to find that out, right? Now, a good IT company will already know this because all of their support tools will feed this information into their help desk system. But if you're working with a really small, or dare I say it, cheap IT company, then it's highly likely they are not investing in the best tools of the trade. And often, they may be using free software that just allows them to connect to your computer remotely. This could mean it takes them much longer to diagnose and resolve your problems, meaning that even simple IT issues can cause more downtime for the user and lost productivity in your business. And if possible, try to reproduce the problem. This will help IT support professionals to diagnose the problem more quickly. And being able to actually see the problem massively helps us techies to quickly understand what's going on because there's nothing worse than being told about a problem that happened once and now you can't see it again for yourself. The amount of times I've been standing next to someone's computer and they said, oh, I've got this problem and they try and recreate the problem. They go, oh, well, it happened a few minutes ago. It's just not happening now. IT problems have a miraculous way of just not appearing when there's an IT expert standing in front of the computer. It's almost like just being there in the presence of the IT expert computers learn to behave themselves, right? <laughs> so by following these tips, you can help your IT support company to fix your computer problems quickly and efficiently because ultimately that's what you as the customer and your IT company want at the end of the day. Because this allows us to all spend more time on the really important stuff, such as being strategic and helping to plan your technology roadmap to enable your business to be more successful in the future. And speaking of technology roadmaps, in next week's episode of TechSess, I'm going to be giving you the ultimate guide to creating a technology roadmap so you can make sure that you watch out for that one next week. If you'd like a quick chat with me 
about anything I've discussed in this episode, or you have a specific question about any aspect of your IT or cybersecurity, you can book a call in my diary. Just head over to www.m3networks.co.uk forward slash meet Mark. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app for future episodes where I'll dive deeper into other IT and cyber related topics. Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk. Okay.